calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. I want to take a second to tell you about a podcast I think you'll really like, Mayday. No one is prepared for disaster. No one knows exactly how they'll react in a plane crash, an earthquake, or when a lone gunman decides to open fire. On Mayday, you'll hear about the people who had to find out, people whose stories deserve to be heard. Join hosts Maya Nalani and Luke Welland as they tell you about extraordinary people who found themselves in extraordinary circumstances. Listen to Mayday wherever you get your podcasts. Violet Hour presents Between the Devil Episode 4 Blaming the Weather Vane Sammy, slow down. Stop. They're going to kill us, Papa. I heard them say it. Sammy, I, I need you to calm down. I, I've only just woken up. I don't understand. Mutiny. Papa, the men are going to mutiny and kill us. I heard them below decks talking about it, and they all said they're going to do it, that they're going to kill us. I heard it. Sammy, why would... It's just like the stories, Papa. Stories, Sammy? If this is just no. some... No, Papa, I heard it. They took a vote, and they said they're going to make us all pay for not respecting them, and cut open our bellies, and roast us alive, and all sorts of wicked things. But surely... Papa, I wouldn't make this up. I wouldn't. Wait here. But Papa... Sammy, wait here. Ruben, be quiet a moment, please. Mr. Francisco, a ship's captain General must be, must be well rested if he's this, quite frankly, is ridiculous. Both of you, please! I need you to listen to Sammy. I she... was having the most splendid dream. What on earth can be so important that you had to wake us up in the middle of Mutiny. It? What? The crew! I suppose one of you overheard. Yes! And they plan to... To gut us and kill us. All of us. And you specifically, Captain Sir. To roast you alive. I mean, sorry, but, well, they voted on it. 
Every single one of them. And all of this is to take place? Tomorrow morning, at the sun's first light, we mutiny. That's what they said. Right. That leaves us three quarters of an hour, I should think. Uh, perhaps less. You, you believe her, then? Papa! Granny! Well, I... Do you gentlemen believe her? Yes, of, of course. You know the girl better than I do. Francisco. Papa! Yes, of course I believe her. She's my daughter. I trust her. Well, gentlemen, lady, I have never lost a ship. In battle or by any other means. And the Roslyn will not be the first. No, by God, they will not have the ship. But what? They will not have it. So what's your plan? My, uh... To keep the ship from falling into the clutches of these duplicitous cads. To fight out the specter of high seas treason and restore order... Sabi, this isn't one of your stories. Who said anything about... Tell me, Samara. Were you seen? Were you heard? Sammy. And no, I wasn't. I know how to sneak around on this ship. In that case, we may yet have the element of surprise. What were they doing when you departed? They were toasting each other with Krog, I think. Saying they'd soon have better once... Well, after it happens. Good. Now, if they are still occupied with their revelry, then all we must do is to reach the weapons cache first and keep them from arming themselves against us. Where are the weapons kept? Uh, well... According to Smith's manifest, they should be somewhere here, aft of midship, where the crew sleeps, which works well for us. We can sneak down and back easy enough and... We searched there yesterday, and it was only foodstuffs and candles. Oh, right, yes, that's right. So, then, if that's where it should be, but in its places... It's at the fore of the ship, just here. The cannons are here, along with their shot and powder, but here. This is where the small arms and cutlasses are stored. Which puts the crew... Squarely between us and the weapons. No, no, that can't be. There has to be another through here? No, no, that won't do. The captain's right. Look, look, I, I have my pistol here and two more in my cabin. Give me a moment and I shall fetch them. Then you still mean to... Of course I mean to. I swore an oath. But with a mere three guns, what hope do we have? Of... We have what hope we have, Master Ruben. But we are by no means hopeless. It won't be easy, gentlemen, but the righteous path seldom is. Seldom, indeed. Captain, may I have your pistol while you retrieve the others? What? Well, well, yes, of, yes, of course. Here it is. It's loaded and primed, so, so handle it with the care. Right. I shall return shortly, gentlemen. Ruben, over. Papa, what? Sammy. What, Franny? Here, take this. What? I need you to stay here. With Sammy. What? If anything should happen, if we are overrun. That isn't going to happen, Franny. But if anything should, just keep her. Yes, of course, Franny. Right. Sammy. Wait, what? You mind your Uncle Reuben. Papa, where are you going? Sammy. You can't go! Papa! <sighs> Rosalind. I'm so sorry. Master Francisco. Captain! Lord above, you startled me. Oh, yes, yes, I can see that. Do you have the pistols? I do. Both of them. Loaded and primed. Here you are. Where's Master Ruben? I asked him to stay with my daughter. Should anything... Of course, of course, yes, certainly, of course. So, we should... Yes, Master Francisco, we should. But we will need both speed and subtlety if we're to succeed. So stay close and stay quiet. Right. When we get down there, and the time comes to confront the... Is your daughter is correct? 
and the poisonous critters are still detracted by drink and talk of their plans to come, then we need only to take them unawares. Men of this kind are, well, they're braver in the dark than by daylight, and oft times the glint of iron and steel can be just as effective as the noonday sun. Then, then you think there is a chance? If we can keep them off balance long enough to put ourselves between them and the cash, we have a chance. Unless... Unless, of course, they've already raided the weapon's cache. In which case? We must be silent now, Master Francisco. We go below. They didn't have to just... go. You could have lowered me over the side with a rope, Sammy. and I could have gone through the anchor cables, and Sammy. I would have been able to get to the cache and pass weapons back through to you. Sammy, when... even if that would have worked, it would have. See, here on even the. Even if, Sammy, even if, your father would never put you in that position. He's supposed to keep you safe, Sammy, not the other way around. I know, but what if? How do we know if they're okay? I believe this may be one of those situations where no news is good news. If something had gone awry, we likely would have heard something by now. Maybe. Maybe. <gasps> Did you hear that? What? You hear what? That! I don't. Wait. Yes, I hear it. You do? Thank God, I don't... Get behind me, Sammy. What? Wait. Why get behind... Do as I say, Sammy. I don't... Footsteps. Papa! Francisco! Papa? Francisco, what are... Where is the captain? He is below, with the men, talking, trying to keep them calm. Keep them... I don't... He was able to talk them out of the mutiny then? How could he have? Oh no, Robin, that would be simply ridiculous, wouldn't it? Why, in order for that to happen, he would have to talk them into it first. I'm afraid I still don't... There was no mutiny! What? But I, I heard... don't know how to put it any more plainly than that, Reuben. The men were fast asleep in their hammocks when we burst in. Hardly what you'd expect from men planning to take over the ship in the next ten minutes. It took us three shouts just to rouse the devils. And once they realized what was happening, they didn't take too kindly to being awoken in the middle of the night at gunpoint. But I can hardly blame them for that now, can I? But how can that be? Sammy heard... Sammy heard nothing, Reuben, aside from what she wanted to hear, just like she always does. Francisco! Papa. Consequences be damned, so long as there's a new adventure to be had! But Francisco, when you left, I saw fear in her eyes. Fear that... Fear that her little ruse would be found out. Sneaking aboard the ship was one thing, but she was afraid she had gone too far this time. Now, she was playing with lives other than her own, and she was afraid that she would be discovered. Afraid that... She was afraid that she would lose you. I know that look in a child's eye, Francisco, even if you don't. She was terrified that she would never see you again. Perhaps it was the prospect of sending her father to confront a crew of hardened sailors with false accusations of mutiny that gave her pulse. If not for the captain's level head and powers of persuasion, perhaps she wouldn't have seen me again. To what end, Francisco? 
To what end would she stir up such distrust and confusion unless she believed... Then explain to me what happened, Reuben, if you're so sure. Papa, I... Go on, Samara, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me you heard what you said you heard. Go on. Tell me that you didn't intend to make a fool of me. That there was a reason for all of this. I... You what? Papa, can't you... Samara! Francisco, stop. Give me one good reason, Samara, why I should believe a single word you say. Francisco, I swear... If you don't stop this right now, I'll... She's my daughter, Ruben, and I'll know the truth I didn't hear anything, okay? I didn't. I made it all up. I swear. Sammy, what? I lied. I lied, and I'm sorry, but I lied, okay? I just... Just... Please, I... Sammy, are you... Uh, why would you... Francisco, uh, I... I I don't... Good night, Ruben. We still have work to do in the morning, and I need to think about what to do with... I I don't know what is happening here, but you can't really think. You must promise me that you will not... I suggest that you leave me with my thoughts, Ruben. If you attempt to force a decision from me in this moment, I can assure you that it will not be to your liking. Good night. What, Samara? I... I'm sorry. (laughs) I wish I could believe that. Below, the crew sat in their hammocks, still rubbing the sleep from their eyes, when Captain Eckhart finally departed, leaving them to wonder if it had all really happened or if they had dreamt the whole strange encounter. Well now, I've been a seafaring man for many a year, nigh on lost count of them. And I can say, that may have been the strangest thing I've ever seen with my own eyes. Aye, aye, you're right, I just... I've heard tell of sea monsters, angry gods and ships sliding clear off the edge of the world. But them's just tales. Stories. I never thought I'd see the day when Captain Eckert would stand before us. Dead, clean, sober! <laughs> and that pistol? <laughs> Let's hope we don't forget to swap it for his goblet before taking a sip, eh? I don't think I've ever seen him walk a line as straight as when he just left. Any other day, and a man could walk 50 feet up a 10-foot gangplank. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that... Oh, that was something else it was. Ah, well, that's last chance for shut-eye before the day begins proper. Try not to plan any more mutinies in your sleep, eh? It's just not worth the headache. Now, wait a minute, the lot of ya. That's it? Laugh it off and go to sleep? After being browbeat and condescended to, we're just going to shrug our shoulders and keep our mouths shut? No one's just shrugging, Gibbs. We defended ourselves to Captain Eckhart and to Frankie directly. Told them they was wrong. And they believed us, didn't they? Oh, well, yes, they did eventually, but... Then what more would you have us do, Gibbs? Well, well, we men of higher standing, if you see my meaning. We'd be in a position to throw a white glove or slap a man across the face and demand satisfaction. Restitution, as they say, for a solid reputation. He accused us of mutiny, and that's no lame charge, to be sure. Aye, to be sure, but... Well, 
It was a mistake, wasn't it? No shot was fired, and all we lost was an hour's sleep. I should hate to make a habit of it, I. But unless you're meaning to suggest we ought to march up top and request a duel with that little girl... Of course that's not what I mean, Willis. I didn't think so, but then what do you mean? Well, I mean to say... Now look, I'll just out and say it. Surely you must all see what I was talking about before, eh? About this ship? The strangeness? And now this. Experienced men being made to calm down, armed for the teeth, in the middle of the night with stories of bloodthirsty men in their heads. And us a fingers twitch away from Kingdom Come. Gibbs, we've heard this before, mate. And now you want this all to believe that it's all just sweet little girls doing. All on account of... Now, maybe I've got a personal lean on the matter, but me mum's a ship's cook, Gibbs. Fifteen years back and forth between the old island and Amsterdam. Being her scullery lad, it was the first one put me onto the sea. So as far as I can see, there ain't nothing wrong with a woman on a ship and it's superstitious fools would think there is. Why, even the famed Captain Gash was said to we be We can a- argue on that point, Marcus. I've got my own thoughts on it. But I never said it was on account of her being a girl. Oh, of course. My apologies. A demon. Laugh if you want. Fine, fine. That don't mean a thing to me. But before we ever left port, back when you were drinking yourself under Gwendolyn's skirts at the winding vine, I caught her. That sweet little girl lurking and sneaking around down here. Aye, I did. In the ship, talking to herself. I knew something was fishy about her straight away. I nearly reached from my steel. I was so overcome with a sense of... Well, I... I can't say exactly what, but I was glad to be seeing the back of her, I can tell you that. And and then, well, after all, our bad luck bubbles up and starts laying men low. Who should reappear? Girl or not, woman or not, them's the facts. Well, if sailing don't suit you no more, Gibbs, the stage just might. Marcus, you said it yourself. After many a year at sea, does this journey feel, strictly speaking... Normal. But no. Go to sleep, the Lord here. Listen to Marcus here. Shut your eyes to the world around you. It's just not worth the headache. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. In the few hours left before the day's work was to begin, Sammy and her father lay in silence, he in his bed and she on her pile of pillows and blankets on the floor. Sammy listened to her father's breathing, waiting for it to soften as he drifted off to sleep, but it never did. 
Tears filled her eyes as she wondered what kind of thoughts were filling her father's head, keeping him awake, and what he must be thinking about her. Later that morning, after her father had risen without word and left the room, Sammy made her way to the great cabin, where Francisco and her uncle Reuben were sharing a wordless breakfast. Reuben greeted her with something less than his usual ebullience, and her father seemed to take no notice of her presence at all. She ate what little she could force herself to swallow, and unable to stand the chilling silence that hung in the air, she hurried from the table without waiting to be excused, and ran out onto the deck of the ship, catching the railing as she felt herself about to collapse as her composure finally came undone. I shouldn't have come. I was right. Why do I? But I did hear. No! Stop that! You didn't hear anything. You're not hearing things. Samara! Crazy people hear things and you're not crazy. You're not. But no one even better than I when the parrot was squawking or when I heard the parrot or thought I heard. Oh, I've been talking to goats and chickens for weeks. Maybe. Maybe I am. But I don't know. Mama, I'm... I'm so sorry. I miss you, Mama. I love you, Mama. Please, when I get home, please still love me, too. Enough of your blood. Now! I won't do you no good. Who said that? Please don't. I can't swim. Ha! That's the point, ain't it, Governor? There's no one. Not yeah. with your hands tied behind your back, you can There's no one there! Out on a plane with you. There are sharks down there. Aye, there are. Spilled enough of your men's blood over the side. I'm surprised there ain't any. Bit disappointing, really. There's more yet to spill. Bring up the governor's wife. No. I have other plans for the governor's wife. No, please don't harm her. I'll give you anything you want. Money, jewels, anything. We already have your money and jewels, governor. In the hold below. Or had you forgotten about the deal you struck with the captain? Former captain, I should say. Now over the side with him. Unless you want to watch, governor. if you put it to them like that, Sammy. But in my estimation, they just ain't quite thinking straight. Blaming the weather vane for the storm there. The storm? Aye. Your 
not crazy, girl. And don't, for a second, think otherwise. Whatever you might see, or feel, or hear. I didn't hear anything. I made it up. All of it. I... Aye, I'm sure you did, Sammy. Just like I don't feel nothing standing at the wheel night. Just like I don't feel a pull towards... But no, 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 I don't feel nothing. And you don't hear nothing. And we stick to that story like tar. You understand? You, you feel... No. But then that means it's not just me. If you feel... Sammy. Then there must be Sammy. a... I don't mean to be sure with you. How do I say it? Imagine... Imagine a stray cat, right? Outside your door, right? He's mewing, he's caterwauling all night now. It's just a stray cat. And if you mind your business, you let it meow itself out, sooner or later, it'll move along to another stoop and bother someone else. But if you start leaving saucers of milk or table scraps, or if you give it a name, or if you give a stray cat a name, pretty soon you open the door to stroke it and start talking to it, letting it in the house. And before you know it, by rights, that cat is your cat. All from giving it a name. Do you see my meaning, Sammy? I, I think so. If we just don't talk about what we... I mean, if we don't name the cat, it might just... Move along. You really think so? All I know for sure is the world's spinning right now, Sammy. And we need to try to keep close to what we do know, rather than running headlong into what we don't. Does that... Yeah. I think so. Remember this. You're a good girl, Sammy. Anyone with an eye in their chest can see that. And you are not crazy. You remember that too, alright? Alright. Thank you. Now run along. Bye, Hank. Bye-bye now. I'm not crazy. I'm not. I heard what I heard, but don't name the stray cat. Just let it move along. Move along. Just keep going. Uncle Ruben? I was not soliciting your opinion. I was merely stating my intention. You'll hear my opinion. And you had better listen. I had better? Or what? That is the second time you've threatened me in as many days in regards to- Who could to... you possibly find to do this, Franny? And what would Rosalind think when she came to I find- I am far less concerned with what my wife would think in two months than I am with what she would think after two years. Franny. When next we make landfall, I will make arrangements for Sammy to be sent back home. Or hail the next ship we pass and beg passage, or, or whatever the method, whatever the cost, it doesn't matter. But I do not want her on this ship. Sammy is not suited for this life. You claim concern for Sammy's safety and Rosalind's peace of mind. And yet, you would trust Sammy's fate to the next ship we pass? Oh, come now, Reuben, you know what... This reeks of wounded pride, Franny. It reeks of it. Oh, does it? You were embarrassed in front of the crew, those working men to whom you so desperately want to ingratiate yourself. And you can't stand it. You forget yourself, Reuben. You can't stand the thought that they might see you as a man of considerable means, as opposed to the common man that you portray yourself to be. I will not be spoken to like this on my ship. But your ship. Yes, it is your ship. Bought with money from where? From the sweat of my own brow, Reuben. And 
what little inheritance I was afforded when when my father died and my cheat of a brother left me with... With what ought to have been enough for any man, your brother has always been a conniving cheat. I'll grant you that. But the fact of the matter is that you were offered a veritable fortune, and yet you live as though you were tossed out into the streets. You play act as the eager up-and-comer, when really what you are is the man who had almost everything, but allowed his pride to blind him and let it slip through his fingers. You complain about my eagerness, Reuben, and my pride? If not for me and what I brought to this little arrangement of ours, where would you be? Perhaps you're right. Perhaps you're right. What little I have, I likely do owe in large part to you. And perhaps I am to blame for egging you on and perpetuating this farce. When I see now that, in pursuit of some vague ideal of being seen as a self-made man, that you would cast off your own daughter to maintain your paper-thin reputation among these men you hardly know? If you do intend to send Sammy home, then I will accompany her. But if you... So, but but I, I don't I don't know. Where where are you? Where am I? I'm I'm here. I think, I, but I can't. Can't you see me? No, I can't. But I hear you. I hear you too. Our media. Between the Devil. Created, written, and directed by Justin Jones and Natalie Jones. Sound designed and mixed by CJ Drummler with assistant sound designer Alison Eng. Music by Nathan Matthew David and Jeremy Lamb. Executive produced by Cassie Josephoth. 
narrated by Maria Olsen. The role of Sammy was played by Annie Kalaherka, Francisco by Fred Cross, Ruben by Brian Umberto Hoyos, Captain Eckhart by Harwood Gordon, Marcus by Connor Dillon, Willis by Connor McGiffin, Gibbs by Charlie Wilson, Hank by Daniel Van Thomas, and The Boy Behind the Locked Door by Aidan Scott, with additional voices by Connor McGiffin and Daniel Van Thomas. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.